0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 224 of Dial the Gate, the Stargate Oral History Project. My name is David Reed. I uh, am going to bring you a very, and my group today, Andy Frizzell and James LaFazanos, we're going to bring you a very special episode today. Uh, As the show has uh, continued to move uh, forward, people have been asking, you know, when are you going to have more guests on for, for dual interviews? And that's always been the intent to kind of move the show into more of like a a pseudo kind of conventiony space where we have um, uh, groups of of uh, cast and and crew come on and uh, and share their stories together because when you're in a group, it changes the dynamic and it changes the memories that come up. So I am privileged uh, to welcome uh, my first two guests for one of these uh, kinds of episodes: Andy Frizell, who played the uh, the numerous wraith queens over the years, and James Lavazanos, who played wraith commanders and lieutenants. And these these two, they know the wraith better than anyone else so before i bring them in if you enjoy stargate and you want to see more content like this on youtube please um Click the subscribe icon, it makes a big difference uh, with with our numbers and will help the show continue to grow. Click like as well and uh, if you want to see more episodes like this, I did that out of order. If you want to see more episodes like this, click the subscribe icon and if you want to get notifications when we have uh, new content available, uh, click the bell icon and that'll notify you the moment a new video drops and you'll get my notifications of any last minute guest changes. And clips from this live show will be released over the course of the next few weeks on both the Dial the Gate and GateWorld.net uh, YouTube channels. As this is a live show, I have my moderating team of uh, Jeremy, uh, Tracy, and Anthony standing by to take your questions uh, for Andy and uh, James. But in the meantime, we're all going to catch up here uh, on uh, Dial the Gate. Guys, thank you so much for being here. It is a pleasure to have you both. How are you guys doing? What's going on? Yay!
1: Thank you. So good to see you. I'm also trying to grow my mustache like uh, James. I see he's winning, um, but I'm trying.
2: (laughs) Head start, head start. Uh, We were just talking off camera, and we both discovered we're both in Toronto right now. So that's yes, really, (laughs) David. Thanks for Um, having us, David.
1: Yes, thank you so much, David. You guys, I am,
0: I am privileged to have you both. Um, I think that you guys were. So key for making the magic happen on Atlantis. You know, the the show isn't anything without its antagonists, and I think that you guys you guys brought that in like a raging bull in Atlantis. But before we get to that, James, uh, uh, you just started Cameo, and I think Andy, uh, you're you're just you had it for a a little bit longer. But tell us, James, tell us about tell us about Cameo and where you know what what this whole thing is.
2: Yeah, uh Cameo, uh, as I understand it, I'm still new to it. Uh it's uh it's a it's an interface through an application where you can um yeah, connect with me. Uh I can send you birthday wishes, I think is the main thing that happens through Cameo. Uh send a little video uh or something like that, get a personalized message for a special occasion or just for whatever, you know, just a little pick me up and these uh, very interesting times. <laughs> right, <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, connectable. <laughs> I'm connectable through Cameo. So if you go search my name, James Lapisanos, I'm sure you'll find me. And uh, yeah, we can, we can connect. Andy, yeah, you're on there as well. You were stuck in the woods. I think you found your way out.
1: I was stuck in the woods. Yeah, I was trying to do my own sort of Blair Witch Project slash cameo. (laughs) Yes, I was in the woods. Um, I am out of the woods now. And yeah, I would love to. Birthday wishes. I I saw someone did a, a gender reveal one uh, ah. as well. So I thought that was kind of fun. And then, of course, being a yoga teacher, um, I also could do a two-minute meditation if you like. If you'd like to listen to this voice to lull you to sleep,
2: <laughs> I should remind the viewers that it is a, a much safer way to do a gender reveal than a, yeah, yeah. yeah. fireworks <laughs> so setting a fire. fire. A fire yes, hunter, see? forest. This fire. is
1: us doing safety. Yeah. This is us yeah. doing public safety.
2: I think <laughs> the environment here, as well as give a public service.
1: Absolutely, we are here for your service. Yes, absolutely. Let's <laughs> let's announce a life
0: by threatening some others. <laughs> <laughs> so well,
1: you never know.
2: <laughs> exactly. So, never understood the logic of that. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Well, I if you guys uh uh in the audience, you refresh the uh, YouTube page uh in the description both of your cameos are are visible there underneath. Share this video. So, but I I'm <laughs> thrilled to have you. Uh, James, can you take me back to um launching Atlantis and the first day that you met Andy and getting involved in this thing. You know, we we had seven seasons of a previous show. Did you have any idea what kind of train you were getting on?
2: What kind of train? Uh, It's a fast train. It's a a bullet train. It's like a Japanese train, (laughs) let me tell you. And and when you're in it, it's just like, what? And then when you're outside of it, you're like, oh, that's Uh what it was. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, seeing Andy for the first time, it was kind of a relief. I was like, oh, another species like me. It's great to have someone else. (laughs) Who understands what it's all about? You know, it's it being green and and all the rest of it. It's yeah. It was it was kind of like and sh- and sh- obviously Andy is so warm and nice and and kind and so all those things just glowed through that you know very interesting latex. Uh, <laughs> uh, so and that's well that's <laughs> the whole thing, right? Is like when you're on set and you look like that and people just like they don't know you from Adam. Some people. No. Like I have, I have, I actually went, I remember going after set one time when I finished early, which was not usual. And I went and said hi to the first AD who I talked with and communicated with daily for on numerous episodes. And he's like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm James. I play the Wraith. And he's like, oh my God, first time he's ever seen me out of makeup. And this is like going into like season two. And so <laughs> it's, the makeup's that good. Uh, we doing, yeah. yeah it, was, it was that good. We had an amazing makeup department and, uh, and then just like being there early and then being there late so that sometimes you just wouldn't see people out of makeup. Thanks. Yeah. Wow. Andy. Well,
1: I was telling that story. I was telling that, that I've told you before, David, this story about, uh, no one had seen me. Cause when they, when they shot the female rates, I was the first one on set and then would just shoot me out. So I was the last one, first one on and last one to leave. Um, and so the people hadn't seen me the entire first season. And so for the rap party, you're laughing because you remember this. So the rap party at that time, there was also these, at the time, these fashion shows. I was doing the fashion shows in Vancouver. And then I ran across to the Bridges, that was the restaurant they were having the rap party. And I came running in all like, you know, big hair, big makeup. And I was like, hey, everybody. And they were, like, who is this party crasher? Like, she's coming in. Right? And I was like, went, so I was passing on the stairs, and I passed Beverly, who was the mic. Like, she did mics, right? So I, she passes right by me. And I was like, hi, Beverly. And she just kind of blew me off. And then I was like, oh, I see how it is. Two days ago, you had your hands down my pants, and now you won't look me in the eye. And everybody started laughing. <laughs> they were like, who is this woman? I was like, I'm the wraith, and it was hilarious. Like, so first season, no one had ever seen me out of makeup, but they're and I would forget what they were looking at. Like, I'm looking at them. It's and so comfortable and, on, you know. Yeah, you're, you're, the, you're in
0: it. You know. Blah
1: blah blah. Yeah, and I've told you this story before. Sitting across from Tori, giving her like tofu recipes. With those cat eyes, one going, this, you know, and a wrangler coming in and putting my eyeball straight. And I'm like, yeah, then you fry it, you know, like forgetting what she's looking at, you
3: know. James- so,
1: yes, whenever I got to work with James it was yeah. awesome because it was like, yay, someone that looks like me has an entourage of people. Has glued bits falling off you constantly. Like, it was nice. <laughs> like a science have... experiment. <laughs> yeah, like, at least you were like, oh, phew, someone else has got a team of people uh that have to put them together every second, you know? So, yeah, I loved working with you. And, of course, you're hilarious. So, the days flew by as we had so much fun on set,
2: so... Yeah, it, it, the days were, went quicker when we were together, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> James, were the um, the contact lenses, were they just a pain in the ass? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I was in the position sometimes where they would get stuck to my eye by the end of the day. Mm. And like, they had to, like come in with like some butter some like all <laughs> like wd-40 like whatever they could find and basically unglue it from my eyes um it there was there was yeah one day in particular i was like oh shit, is it gonna come off like at all yes. and uh and i was my vision was blurry yeah. like afterwards like, yeah uh is this permanent what's going on so i mean like it, it got it got improved in the next next 24 hours but um but yeah, I was worried there for a second. But yeah, it's it's uh it's a thing. It's a it's like you can't really go out in public the next day because of like the way that it kind of makes your skin all blotchy and uh, and red and stuff. But you know what? It's all fun and games. I I, I enjoy it. It's all worth it. You know. It's like yeah. especially when it would go into overtime and you get that extra paycheck, which is great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I too, I was driving at the time and then I came out with those because I also wear contact lenses. So I had four lenses in my eye. So I, I had my do that. seeing, yeah. So I had my seeing eyes and then I had those on top. Oh, you, so oh, you put those I on yeah. So the ones, so the cat eyes were on top of my actual eyes so I could see. Um, And so when they took them out, I had that tunnel, like, and so I couldn't drive. So I had to start getting driven from set because I couldn't see at the end of the day. Like you said, the muscles then relax it takes about, I'd say maybe like 12 hours or so for it to start. But it was clear vision here and and around. You couldn't see properly. Yeah. It was very interesting. Like, but again, as James said, you create this incredible, like when you see it all put together, it's just such an incredible thing to have created. You know, like I look at them now, like I look at the Wraith and just think, wow, that was so incredible. Um, When you're in it, yes. When you're in it, you're just feeling all the things, you know, Mm -hmm. like I always had like weird, I don't know, pokey bits. And remember those gloves? yeah oh those were so gross and all the
2: little finger kind of like, like <laughs> fingernail attachments and stuff yes yeah.
1: and I well second season was my fave because then they got rid of the gloves and they just glued those finger attachments to our fingers and um right. but the first season we had those gloves that you had to slow your hand in and there was the things at the end <laughs> you're always oh, trying to
2: get oh yeah no you know what i don't know if i have actually did, did do the gloves i think they had the gloves oh, too yeah mine were mine were painted and then had like the fingernails plus the extra little kind of like almost finger nubs teeth, so to speak yeah. yeah right yeah okay
1: oh i had gloves that one where i get patrick's yes. um remember in the very beginning I'm robert patrick, patrick yeah. And I lift up that, that's a glove. And it was, cause they wanted like the, you know, really extended fingers and everything. And <laughs> let me just tell you, like it just felt wrong in all sorts of ways. <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> of I'm going to those... make, make a connection here. That's going to maybe go off topic, but it's on topic at the same time. Okay. So you met, just mentioned Robert Patrick yes. work with in that, in, the, in that, in in the, in the pilot, um, Obviously, he's well known for his role in Terminator 2. Now, David, you had a interview with David Hewlett not too long ago, and it was talking about, or at least the way it was advertised initially, about AI. And you had like a little bit of like a Terminator kind of like yes. metal kind of thing on on, on David Hewlett's face on the on the screenshot uh, leading into the video. So, I've been. Going deep into AI this past week. And it's just something that like I thought might be interesting to bring up because it's such a timely topic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to talk about it with somebody after deep dive. Like, We're I've here for it. you, James. We're here. Yes. I really tell us. You know, seriously, I, I really appreciate it. I mean, it started with this like Wikipedia page, you know, the technological singularity. Yeah. And that's something that I was like, oh, are they going to get into the singularity on, on that? Uh, the one you did with David Hewlett. And then I was like, okay, so basically one of the things that you also mentioned, um, you also mentioned uh, Stephen Hawking and how he would really appreciate this time that we're in now. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to share with you a quote by Stephen Hawking about AI. And it's very interesting the way it ties into the kind of characters that we played on Stargate, is his wording, okay? So this is the quote. So, facing possible futures of incalculable benefits and risks, the experts are surely doing everything possible to ensure the best outcome. Right? Wrong. If a superior alien civilization sent us a message saying, we'll arrive in a few decades... We would just reply, wouldn't we? Just reply, okay. Call us when you get here. We'll leave the lights on. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. But this is more or less what is happening with AI, yeah. and this is this is what he said back in like you know before he died. He died yeah. in what twenty yeah. fourteen. So like he he had a a clear vision wow. to come already. And so that's why I think he would be entertained with the with the novelty of Chat GPT and all these things, all these different programs that we're now starting to, you know, oh, let's see what it says when we type in this. Uh, you know, but ultimately <laughs> I'm concerned a little bit. I mean, like it's I think it's a healthy concern considering that, you know, the this this the the what is the um the Center for AI safety, whenever they put out that open letter that mm-hmm. was signed by all the people like Bill Gates and uh, the, the mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks such as pandemics and nuclear war. And this is signed by like Demis uh, Hasabis from like CEO of Google DeepMind, Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI. What a time know, we doing, live in. Yeah, you know, like, so this wow. is like, this, this is something that like I... I don't know how how familiar you you guys I mean I'm sure you've done your own you know research but I I literally have just been listening to every podcast I could possibly listen to and and check out every site I could I could check out in the past 7 days since it was like Tuesday nights. I read this article and I just had this like deep unsettling realization like where yeah. does this go and and I just watched mm. the trailer for the new film by gareth edwards written and directed by the same writer director of rogue one uh the creator which comes out next friday and if you watch that trailer and you go oh okay there he's he's like right on point with just like okay the ai uh, basically started the trailer is like a launch a nuclear weapon and then like the fallout and then the the, after that it's just like okay so um I I I came up with this analogy myself where I was like, okay, so we're kind of spoon feeding this thing called AI, like it's a baby, and we're just giving it data and we're giving it all it needs to grow and to learn for itself, write its own code, and then like we turn around to get another bottle of you know data and all the good stuff that it needs, and it's already grown full grown and it's running away. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just like, how do we know? Wow. When is the point where we realize, oh, this is already beyond us. And that's where I don't think like with the letter that came before this letter, which was signed by Elon Musk and and various people's um, uh, Steve Wozniak that came like in March, mm-hmm. they said there should be a six month pause. Like yesterday was that, that six month time period. Has there been a pause? I don't know, but like, there is pause and reason for concern. Like, there, like to like, should we just slow down on this altogether? As you know, but then you have this dynamic of like the AI race. You know, yeah. of like people racing to have the fastest, the most intelligent. Yeah. AI are you going to get
0: every country to agree to this when some of them perceive the others as being the antithesis of of uh, their uh, uh, of their goals for the future? I mean. This is this is wild. What do you think, Andy? You want to go have a session after this? Yeah, I am like, just
1: gonna go jump off the roof. Um, <laughs> it's like Andy, of <laughs> I was like, God, I, I had a couple of jokes lined up. You guys are like, <laughs> and here is the end of the world. And I'm like, oh, I curled my hair for this? No, I... um. <laughs> No, I mean, really, I, I, yeah, wow, it's...
0: <laughs> the ancients created the wraith uh, and did the I same, did... the same thing, and the wraith turned on them. Um, the ancients are very good about creating things and then having them turn on them because that's the plot points of the show. Um, I don't know yeah, if you guys, yeah. you guys knew that, but that's that's kind of they they combined the Aratus bug and and their own DNA to create you and. You know, you can have all the like James is indicating here with, you know, signing their names Mm -hmm. on the dotted line. You can have all the best intentions when creating something Mm -hmm. or when standing against something. That doesn't mean that you have any control over it, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. or how it'll be used. Yeah. Or how it'll be used. You know, there's so many um, technologies that were created for the positive or, you know, within positive intention and then used you know, for mal use. So yeah, I mean, you really, once you create something and you put it out there, how it will be used is really not in your control anymore. So yeah, this is, these are big things, boys. These are big ideas. And I, I had not prepared myself for this uh,
2: speech. No, no. I mean, like,
1: (laughs) I feel like I'm wearing a sweater and I'm sweating. Like Uh. I'm, I'm actually like, Oh my God. I am sweating now. May you this live is, in interesting is,
0: times, Andy.
1: We real we really do. We I mean, we really, really yeah. do. Um and you know, as as someone who's been traveling uh extensively for the last few years in other countries, you know, coming back here, these are the topics, these are things that people are talking about. I'm, you know, living in countries where people are talking about clean water and you know, right. like like it, it's just a very different life. So, so for me, when you're saying like, "Do you have anything to say?" I was like, "Wow, that's that's really much." I was but like, AI Dally. is going
0: to help us with those things too. Um, I was just but, watching a podcast recently. I can't forget. I can't remember his name, but we're teaching AI. We we now have the technological sophistication to to in certain facilities give every plant that's being grown in a certain location a camera, and we're teaching AI to recognize certain. Uh, appearances in certain plants for what they need, if they need extra water, if they need extra fertilizer, what have you, Um, our fertilizer stocks are going to be going, Russia creates most of our fertilizer, for instance. And if we can teach AI to look at a a plant that we're going to later eat and see Mm -hmm. if it's going to, um, what it needs, we can potentially cut our fertilizer intake by 85% just by giving individual wow. plants what they need. And we couldn't yeah. do that before AI, where we just yeah. let them all look at them. You know, so it's a miraculous technology that could truly mm. bring, uh, bring wonderful things to our species, or it could bring the world to heal. And I think with ChatGPT, like James has been going down this rabbit hole, I think it's spooked a lot of people in the last you know, eight to 10 months, where it's like, whoa, now we're beginning to get the picture. Whereas before it was like, mm. eh, you know? Isn't that wild?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
2: Kurtzweil, you know, uh, I guess was the one to uh, define singularity as far as the technological singularity. And he he came up with this this guy, Kurtzweil, um, in 1993, was it? Yeah. And he had a book that came out. He was on, like, uh, Jon Stewart at one point in time when John Stewart had The Daily Show and he was talking about his book. And he prophesied that this time would come, like, 2045. Yep. And so, like... Mm-hmm. It almost seems like 2045 is kind of on the later end of that prediction spectrum, with the doubling of information, the doubling of technology, you know, just being exponential, right? Yeah. So this is, this is where it just it just dawned on me, and it just yeah, sorry to drop the bomb. No. Day, but like, it's just it it it's something that um, that yeah, really kind of rocked me to my core because I'm like, oh. I mean, here I am, like been so concerned with climate change and everything, and now there's this newer thing which is almost even worse <laughs> that like I didn't really fully you know become aware of until recently and mm-hmm. and and I go, okay, so now, I don't know, I just feel like it's something that needs to be talked about or yeah. or at least at least I need to talk mm-hmm. about, it. yeah. It all depends on
0: what you plug it into. I had an interesting – we have another episode with um, uh, artificial intelligence and Stargate. We had Robert C. Cooper on, and uh, we had Lawrence Maroney on uh, from Google, and uh, they talk about that as well. And I think Lawrence also will also settle some of your concerns by putting things into proper perspective about what these things currently can and cannot do, at least what we think that they can. So I highly recommend you watch that episode. So Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. No, it's essentially it's, 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 we we give birth to these things, you know, and then they transform our lives. The ancients gave birth to the wraith and, you know, they transformed them and they, they, they ended their civilization. So it's, a, it's like Stargate is so good about giving us warnings, you know, don't let certain things out of the bag. You know, even if you're planning on doing something over here for this reason, doesn't mean it ain't going to go over here and do this to you. Got to be careful, mm-hmm. you know.
1: So yeah. that's what's so great about um, sci-fi, you know, like Black Mirror, yeah. and all of these incredible shows. They're they're taking ideas and, and going in directions that we are like, oh, that's fascinating how it can go that way. Like, I mean, fascinating and terrifying at the same time. But it's developing these. And I think sci-fi has always done that. Mm-hmm. You know, Um, is it 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Like all of these books that. You know, we're we're talking about incredible technologies at a time that you know. So yeah, I love sci-fi for exactly what David just said. You know, it's it's broadening minds. They're talking about things that are coming into are now for you know everyday things, right? So it's very interesting.
2: Yeah, and I I was just watching uh, Foundation on Apple Plus, and this show, as far as like sci-fi meets like a dramatic series, is is and, and, and just pointing out some of these you know, possibilities like so far into the future and just being like, oh, okay. So the, the current storyline of that show is like post a, like a war that happened with artificial intelligence. And there's literally just one Ooh. being left, which is the aid to empire, the basically the the evil empire uh, that rules the universe in this show. And it's it's just like, okay, so yeah. That's, that's why I, I love sci-fi. It, it, it plays out the possibilities. Right. And so I like, I like seeing the, po- the possibilities played out because it gives us a view mm. and shifts our perspective. And I, and I, and I was sharing these things with a friend of mine and he's like, well, whatever happens good or bad, there's nothing we can do about it. And I'm like, you think so? Mm. I think as creative people, we can create and be part of creations stories like Stargate or otherwise things that we may write and still have yet to come out that can shift the perspective or bring attention to certain things that we need to look at and and as well as being entertaining and 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 gives us some like that's the best sci-fi for me is the stuff that really makes me think and goes Mm -hmm. oh wow that's that's something i've i've kind of entertained but i've never really went that far with that with that particular concept yes
1: science fiction yeah like insight and uh, yeah It's like insight and foresight, you know, like being able to, as you said, James, play out things in multiple versions. And so then you can, like you said, set up, like if we can see it can go that way, then setting up stop, you know, small stops, you know, to prevent it from going that way. But having it presented in a way that you can see all those moving parts, I think sometimes like when we can't conceptualize it. So with sci-fi being able to conceptualize it, you get, okay, I can see where this can go now, you know? So it's very interesting.
2: It's very similar. Maybe like we, like AI learns from us. This guy, Demis Mm -hmm. uh, Hassabis, uh, the CEO of DeepMind, Google DeepMind. I just listened to a podcast with him this past week. And he was basically saying, you know, from making this video game called Theme Park back in like, I think it was the 80s, where he was using the very first rudimentary AI he was like okay i need to study the brain if i really want to make ai kind of close to how we actually think and it, it's just amazing like what he's <clears> done <throat> as far as like the the creation thus far of of deep mind and so there's a point in there that i just lost my train of thought uh but yeah it's 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 it oh yeah maybe it was making me think about another sci-fi series Come back to me on this. Come back to me. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Uh, Let's go a, cou-
0: a couple of fan questions. Yes. Blackjack. Uh, and Andy, I'll start with you. Black J- Blackjack. Okay, yeah. <laughs> did either of you take any souvenirs from the set? It's been 20 years. Uh, fess up. I know.
1: I was like, fess up. What did I? No, actually. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. No. I okay. think... I think also that I didn't think it was going to end. <laughs> so I didn't think to take anything.
2: <laughs> James? I'm did like, you, no, uh, I'm like James, Did you take oh, I, any? I, um... I remember I was going to say, uh, coming back to my train that left the station there. Okay. Um, <laughs> Demis, Demis created... <laughs> go alpha go was a program an ai program that could play the game go which is in some respects even more uh sophisticated and intuitive than the game of chess and so basically the 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 ai would play itself like millions of times and it would get information from playing itself and then it would apply it and then it beat the world champion in go and so this is where i was like okay so This is kind of what we do with cinema, and what we do with Mm. with science fiction stories. We play it out. We see where it could go, and then, like sometimes, technology actually does go to these. When you look at, you know, Star Trek: The Next Generation, you see them all carrying tablets. Mm -hmm. Basically, they're all iPads around, right? And 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 it looks when you watch it now, it's like, oh, it looks normal that they have those in their hands. But it's it was first seen in that show, and then mm-hmm. who knows you know, people like Steve Jobs or whatever where I was like, let's do that let's let's get these kind of like personal so you know like like devices that we can have that we can compute on and that we can make our lives easier or whatever you know, so I don't know, yeah, that's just what I wanted to say as far as my train of thought there
0: no, absolutely uh yeah, <laughs> Jeremy heiner and in our private chat, he's saying, I, for one, am excited to meet our robot overlords.
2: It'll be exciting five seconds when you meet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are...
2: Hey. Hey. Oh, so. But
3: James, <laughs> no,
0: did you uh, take any wraith grenades or, uh, or anything uh, similar? So uh, I saw you had a that? wraith
2: grenade there. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah. That, that uh, I mean, like, there was some cool stuff on the set of what was the one we did in the desert where, where it was like mono, the defiant one, defiant one. Yeah. We yeah. um, had some like interesting, like the, what the knife that I used was pretty cool. Uh, the gun, the, and just some of the stuff in the ship was pretty, pretty cool. Um, but I never took anything. I don't think I took, <laughs> Oh wait, no, I did. Uh, but I was, <laughs> but I, I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't like steal it. I w- I asked, um, the, the costume department, if I could take some of the material that was used in my costume and it was the stuff that was like black and shiny and bumpy. And it, and I was yeah. like, what is this stuff? And they're like, it's, it's like from a stingray. Yes. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Stingray. That's correct. So, yeah. so I, it's just like the most amazing material and it just looks so alien, which is probably why they used it in the costumes. But I, I was like, can I take some of this material? And I took some of that, it's just like raw material that I saw, laying around the costume department and I, cause I was just so fascinated with it. And I think I ended up giving it away as a gift to somebody. Um, But yeah, I, I, that was the one thing like that piece material for my costume,
0: the costumes uh, prop works. I I sold um, all five seasons of the Stargate Atlantis uh, content from props to costumes to set deck. The Wraith needed a special um, uh, scaffold to hang on because they were so friggin' heavy. With yeah. the leather and the stingray and all this stuff. It was like, and there were a couple of times where the whole scaffold fell over. And I had to mm-hmm. get my guys, okay, well, we need to rebalance this thing because I have too much wraith on one side. Um, but it was, I, I don't know how you guys walked around it day after day. I'd be mean, wearing it, yeah. yeah no, the, it was
2: so heavy. I, I don't know what the final weight was, but it was like, it's at least, I don't know, 10, 12, in and around 15 pounds. At least. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know it it all came together to like when you have the contacts in when you have the teeth in when you have the makeup done right, the hair, the costumes, all these little like details we're talking about in our hands, it's like it does more than half the work for you for getting mm-hmm. into yeah because you yeah. look at yourself in the mirror after that and you're like, "Oh, I am this, and then you start getting into that, and it's yes. just it just comes out like you know mm-hmm. you know your lines and then and then you know where you're coming from like species wise and it's just like this is how I perceive that they would move through the world, how how they would speak, how they would interact with humans. You know, like it's it's just, it, it did so much of the work for you in a way. So again, props to the to the makeup departments and, and costume departments.
0: Mm-hmm. Some,
2: of the, some, of the, some of the nicest uh, wardrobe and makeup I've ever had on any show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Andy, so how creative.
0: Much, how much of the uh, dialogue, Andy, was um, uh, uh, dubbed? With
1: the teeth, was it all? Oh yeah. Well, for, for me, I had to do A D. Yeah, I had to do A D R um, because I sounded like a Tweety Bird. I was like, <laughs> "I think I saw a penny cat." Uh, the teeth were, were quite, especially the first and um, first and second season. Uh, by the fifth season, they had like filed them. Like there wasn't as much. I'm trying to remember what they were made out of. Uh, it was um, it was super hard material. Wow. Uh, like not the teeth, but the thing that you popped into Demont. the mouth. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember what, and that was super thick. And that's what made God sharing happy, you know, because it was like, mm-hmm. Um and so then like I retainer had to do ADR. Yeah. It was like a retainer, but they made it out of some kind of plastic, but it was this super hard, hard plastic. And um and I just remember that being very heavy. So so ADR was necessary. But by the it was around the fourth, yeah, like fourth season, they had thinned that out. So it wasn't as bad, but I still did ADR for all of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, James, I would be afraid I'd be slobbering all over myself in these, in these long lines. Like, Can you swallow? You know, I mean, how do you pull that off?
2: Oh, no, <laughs> I, would apologize. Like, I, would, I would apologize to people I was in the scene with sometimes. To, yeah, you know, yeah, me too. It yeah. would literally be like a spray, you know, that was just like, <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, you say, you, I, you say Tweety Bird, I say Sylvester from, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so... Yeah, <laughs> I would, uh, it, it'd be nice if they had like, just like a, a, a plexiglass between me and some of the performers to to prevent the the spray. But yeah, I mean. <laughs>
1: yeah. It, yeah, I totally was, remember that. I hit David. I remember times. in this scene. Yeah, I hit David, one of the teeth. I was doing my speech and one of the teeth launched out <laughs> and like hit him on the chest. And, the, and everyone was like, oh, and I was like, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I totally remember that tooth taken off. But that was that was heavy. I, I now it's funny that you get not get through it. You know, you're in the moment and you're performing, and and of course it's been 20 years as well. But um, yeah, you're 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 just reminding me of all of these sort of quirks and things that I completely forgot about. Yeah, that's so funny.
0: Absolutely yeah. wild. I don't. I mean, the tea. Do, do you ever? Um, did you ever, James, get to the end of the day where you were like, "I mean, you you finished after season two. You were done." Um, where it was like, "I can't do this anymore." You know, this is this has been a great role, but I've got to get out of this. You know, I the 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 costume, the 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 makeup in particular. I can only imagine it does only so much to your psyche, where it's like. I'm good. I've explored this, you know, and I think that that's what you said with, when you were with me before. It's like you know, I've, 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 I'm good, you know.
2: Yeah. No. I mean, like I, I, uh, I wrestled with it a little bit, just as far as my, um, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't, I was in therapy at the time, you know, and I, I brought it up my therapist, and I was just like, this is the best opportunity I've ever had. This is like a dream job for any actor, and yeah. yet I'm really... I'm really struggling. And and that we had that conversation at the end of season one. And she's like, and we really, you know, talk <laughs> in depth. And then and then um I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another season and, yeah. and see how it goes. And and uh, and I did and 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 I'm glad I did season two. Uh but I yeah, I mean like as much as I'd like to look back and be like, oh, I, co- I could have just did, you know, the other the final three seasons too. But then I would be depriving Christopher Christopher Hayroll of a a great opportunity. (laughs) But, uh, you know, like, I mean, like, yeah, no, I was I was ready to do something else. And it was weird because um, at the same time, I don't know if I brought this up the first time, but uh, the Chappelle show was on at the same time. It was like airing the same time. And he had this whole thing where he left after season two and I was, and and he had all these issues, and I was, and I was like seeing this mirror in the in Dave Chappelle, who was a you know comedic hero of mine, and
3: yeah.
2: my own uh, scenario, and I was just like, mm-hmm. maybe he's onto something there, and uh, and yeah, for me it was wanting to do more comedy and just to like be seen, you know, just like in the flesh and stuff like that, um, which is, they gave me a great opportunity where I played one character it, it, where that I was seen out of out of makeup which was yes. which is cool. with Andy that's with right. me that's right. That's right that's right but I, but as i mentioned before i think in the previous interview it would be, it would have been different to have been like and it got close with the Wraith scientists like as far as how they were working together and that that i liked the fact that that energy in that episode whereas like i felt like i was working with them so to play like a character like uh give example of Worf, uh, on star trek next generation like to be a part of the crew and and to be you know like an alien species but part of like a mainly human cu- crew i think that would have made all the difference as just mm-hmm. far as feeling yeah. like um like i was doing good for mankind <laughs> right. um uh, yeah being on on a certain the other side of the kind of like uh villain versus protagonist kind of uh line of things but yeah, um,
0: you, you steep yourself into these characters and we in an, our audience are often like wow that's awesome and we we fail to to realize sometimes the psychological toll that that that, that some artists have in delving you can't just turn not everyone can just flip it on and off you know you're in this thing for days you know
2: it's yeah. a lot of you know, work it, it made me really like whenever uh the dark knight and Heath Ledger you know like it played his role of, of the joker in the dark knight and then obviously what happened with him, with him passing away and stuff like, and, and he's in, and, and and his reportings of his struggle, like coming yeah. out of that character. Um, I totally identified with that. And I was just like, Oh, you know, it's like, I, 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 I'm glad I, you know, just found, found the time where it was like, okay, you know, this is a good time for me to, you know, exit stage left. Um, yeah. Because yeah, sometimes when you, when you get into a character, it's just, it can be consuming and, and it can be like, you start to question things about your own mental health and stuff like that. And, and so I, I yeah, in that, in that scenario, I just felt like, okay, I think this is a good time. Yeah. So, yeah. Andy, did you miss him? <laughs>
1: I did. I did definitely. Um, And it was a very different um situation for myself because <clears throat> I didn't play uh the characters that I played, the, the queens were the big business. I didn't play in the back. So James would be put in makeup and then sit for hours and hours without uh saying anything, just you know, and so I I can only imagine how difficult that must have been in the costume not acting in it, just sitting in it, you know, like you said, the weight of it and and um and then not being part of the as you said, the human team, but also not being part of a wraith team. You were the guy you were on. You were in so many episodes on yeah. your own. Yeah. Um, yeah. On your, uh, so I, I can only imagine. So for me, it was a very, you know, different experience, but I did miss having you because we always had such fun and you remember that one where you probably don't remember, but I remember that where they turned you into a human And you had the Wraith makeup on and you were messing around with those heart things. Remember the sticky, right? Do you remember this? And you stuck it to your forehead and it stuck to the mask and you were trying to pull it off and you were like, distract them. And I was like, oh, and you couldn't get it off your face. Oh, my God. I still to this day remember you're like, just. Distract them and I'm like, how can I distract them? They're like ready red. to go. <laughs> Do yeah, you see? Do you What's
2: remember? I think I'm, it's coming back to me, but what was it that was actually stuck to my forehead?
1: So so because you were to be laying on that uh, medical bed, right? And they had oh. these heart monitors. Oh they, right, they, right. they were like, sticky well, and
2: that's right. and you
1: were you were joking around like ah. and you stuck it to your forehead, and then because you had the mask it was like in your whole mat, and you're like, "Oh no!" And it was just not coming off. And then
3: right.
1: and finally, they were like, "What is happening?" And you turned around, and you had this
2: oh, thing no. hanging. And
1: they had to come yeah, in, and they had to remove like a, the alcohol. Remember
2: EKG, like, like suction cup. That's uh, it. That's it. And, to and to, like, yes, measure.
1: yes. The hospital yes, be, like, to like measure yeah. your
2: heart rate or something like that. And-
1: exactly, and you. So then they had to come in with alcohol and remove the whole thing. And then you had a big dot and they had to go spray paint you again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I apologize. Yes. I apologize to the makeup team for that. Yes, uh, you I were had,
1: like... I was just oh. goofing around.
2: I was just goofing around, oh, you know? It. So funny. That was part of the thing, right? It was just like, I felt like in makeup, because you're just so visually so fearsome and, and freaky looking, mm. just the contacts alone. Yeah. Like people would just be like, you know, they'd be like talking to you, but they kind of wouldn't want to look at you. You're messing talking. with them. You're
0: messing with them psychologically. You're not even doing it on yeah. purpose.
2: Yeah, yeah. No. and 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 I was just I. So I'd always felt like I had to just be extra, extra, like jokey, and just be like, yeah. "Hey, it's just, I'm just, it's just a regular person underneath this." Um, mm. <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy it just goes, yeah don't so i do, remember, I do long remember that now, yeah do you remember that yeah i do i totally remember that now and that's you know i probably would do it again to be honest
0: <laughs> andy uh Teresa mc andy did you ever appear in atlantis without without makeup on did we ever get a glimpse no. of you? no you never snuck in there no okay
1: no i mean it was definitely something i would have loved to have done but uh, be like a an no. soldier or something Yes, um, yeah. so it's like that would have been so funny, like a little you know sneak cameo, like it would have been an Easter yeah. egg, you know, for because so many people did not know what I looked like, yeah. you know, I would I, we've talked about this before, yeah. like me going to conventions and them thinking that I was Trisha Helfner from Battlestar. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, well, you came around like, the corner. No, I'm the in and the hotel, like, when did we first. one episode did, did one episode of Battlestar, yep. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you yeah, came it, a... it, it out with those Battlestar like actors quite a. At least, I mean, like, I went to events like outside yeah. of the show, and I would yeah. see that like a a boat party or mm-hmm. something like this, or you know, like various events around town, DJ nights and stuff like that. Yeah. Were, the shows were filming at the same time in Vancouver, right? Battlestar, yeah, and correct.
0: And, yeah,
2: that was cool. It was it was fun, kind of like seeing those those those. Because we had this kind of camaraderie of like we're both on new sci-fi shows. Yeah, it was it was fun. Absolutely, Um uh,
0: Andy uh Tracy wanted to know. I think you mentioned that you're from Prince Edward Island. Where in PEI is your most favorite place to PEI? visit? Yes. Prince Edward Island?
2: <laughs> Can you dial in? I was in- on PEI. <laughs> I was on PEI just like this past like August.
1: Yes, it's the picture of mother's from
2: province. There. Wow. Oh, really? I have, like, what, I have, what I area? a family up Ei. My mother's from, like, Kinkora area, McArdle's. I don't know if you know any McArdle's. McArdles.
1: I don't. I Well, I left when I was quite young, and we right. would go back for summers and stuff. But did you well, guys yes. work on a
0: show like *Stargate Atlantis* together for two years or something? Yeah, you know. I know.
1: <laughs> and this is well, this is not what we were talking about. What I we were talking not. about is sticking things to our faces. Uh, just, <laughs>
2: uh, I know that. that's so cool. No, I, I've spent like so many summers on PEI. It's just yes.
1: like. yes. Well, that it's so beautiful there. Um So yeah, I mean, my my favorite. I'm trying to remember. I just posted
2: um, on Facebook yeah. this video that was from SCTV with John Candy playing a version of Magnum P.I., but it was called Magnum P.I.
3: Oh, no,
1: that would be and
2: you see John Candy with the mustache and like the Hawaiian shirt. And he's like rolling around the ground and he's like trying to stop this guy from stealing potatoes.
1: Oh, my God. Where he did you see
2: it? S- yeah. C- yeah they have these clips on youtube sctv yeah. i'm totally gonna...
1: gonna look that up i'm gonna oh, totally S- look it up that the is best so best funny
2: ever to come out of canada and of course an amazing cast of performers: john sctv art Short, andrea martin dave thomas joe flaherty some
1: some that. pei that is so funny right. but what crazy. i remember of pei is that you know, there used to be back in the day when you could make jokes and um, there used to be all these like <laughs> Newfoundlander jokes. And uh and, and, and then I said to my grandmother, I was like, Well, if everyone makes Newfoundlander jokes, what jokes do Newfoundlanders tell? And my grandmother says, Islander jokes. So oh, all, is that right? we're the butt of all of those same jokes in Newfoundland. And I was like, that's hilarious. Um, Yeah, that's so funny. I loved it there in the summer.
0: Tracy's from Nova Scotia and uh, she's always wanted to visit. So now I want to visit. So it sounds beautiful. Oh, well, and
1: now there's a road. So when (laughs) they decide, yeah. A bridge, sorry, a road. A road?
3: <laughs> yeah, not a, not, a, a, road. a road.
1: not like a Moses, like Parthas, and then you drive through. Um, no, <laughs> there's a bridge, there's a bridge now. Uh, but yeah, when they became Canada and they went around and said to the other 12 guys, like, hey, you want to join? Um, they promised Prince Edward Island a, a, a bridge and they got it in like, I don't know, 2018. So some really, like they waited like 100 years for this wow. bridge, you know? <laughs> or no, I yeah, exaggerated it.
2: It's a pretty long bridge. It's one of the longer. Yeah, bridges. it's
1: super, super long. But I, when I, for the whole time I was a kid and we would go to Prince Rhode Island to see my family, we had to take the ferry. There was the ferry. A, you could only yeah. get there by the ferries. So
2: I like the yes. ferries the ferries have an arcade and, you know, like, I, yes, was that's age, true. But- all the time and so i I could play some like 1942 or some double dragon or 1942 (laughs) that's so
1: funny yeah it's such a stunning province it's such a stunning
2: province it's so beautiful all the
1: red sand
2: the red sand yeah beautiful and japanese Japanese tourists and and cows. cows yeah
1: lots of yeah lots of taters lots of taters i remember there too like they had um a lobster, a McLobster uh sandwich at McDonald's. Like lobster there is like cheap. Yeah. It's it cheap food, you know? Yeah. So coming out coming out west and people are like, Oh, it's lobster fest and it's so fancy. And I was like, My grandmother feeds that stuff. Like it's true. Like it's not considered fancy. It's all there.
2: Yeah. Lobster Fest is every weekend in PEI. Yeah, no. It's, it's Yeah. Uh- I'm vegan I don't eat it but I you know a lot I of my,
1: myself neither but it's a lot of my relatives are
2: really into it I mean that seems like the main thing that they they enjoy And eating. it's
1: crazy watching them eat it like oh, there God. is
2: so nothing
1: like about, like they're hopping the things yeah <laughs> talk about alien yeah it's they look
2: so alien harvest from the bottom of the sea and yeah like...
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bottom dwellers I'm not crazy about <laughs> yeah. eating bottom dwellers so yeah it, it's, it's, it's interesting just, thing uh but yeah no uh the island's great i'd recommend the island to anyone is so
1: fun. anyone you have to see especially
2: canadians
1: i think that yeah. people don't think of, of the maritimes uh you know they don't go it's so so beautiful it's so wow. pretty nova scotia is gorgeous yeah. um you know, it's just very very pretty part of our country and 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 it doesn't get seen as much you know but go in the summer i would think, imagine that's anywhere in Canada. I wouldn't say to anybody, you know where you should go in December? Like, never. I, I like the like, snow. Oh, my. Yeah. We, well, there's snow and then there's like minus 30 yeah. and snow. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs>
0: okay. That's fair. Do you guys recall yeah. your first day on set? Lock Watcher wanted to know. Were you Lock at the table Lock. reading?
2: The table reading? Oh.
1: Yes. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Were we at the table
2: reading? Uh I don't think I had any lines the first uh yeah. the first. No, show, you so you called. hissed a lot, James. Yeah, I was hissing and I was doing a lot of hair whip. <laughs> yeah. Really practicing my hair whip, a lot of turns. Yes. Like I was on the catwalk just being like hiss and turn.
1: <laughs> hiss and, and turn. turn.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep. to have had one line in the, in the pilot, but <laughs> but at my look, my look at it all, I don't think I needed to say anything really. <laughs> yes. Uh, I
1: can't. I'm trying to remember, I just remember um Was I Martin mean, Wood patient? I re- yeah, I mean I don't remember okay. him being
2: not patient. Okay. I, I, I just Martin was the best. I, I was in a yeah. set, I remember one day on set and like I, he had me like laying down this weird kind of like contraption and it was like not comfortable. And I was there for a little while and he's like, you know what? Um, after after today's done, you can go to like the Sutton Hotel and there's a massage, uh, uh, like a spa there. You get a massage there on me. And he, and he bought me a massage. I've yeah. never had any- wow. wow. But Martin Wood did that for me. So shout out to Martin Wood. Thank you for that. That was someone in the best massage that I've had in my life. The Sutton's great. Yeah, best <laughs> uh, hotel in Vancouver, yeah. one of the premier places where actors come to stay when they're in town and, and people of all different places. Wow. yeah, That's a good guy.
1: Yeah, I just, um, as I was saying about the first day on set, I just remember everyone was super excited. I think it was just a very exciting. It was a new chapter in this yeah. story that had been on for seven, you know, like seven years. So I, 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 I just remember that. I remember it just being kind of exciting. Like these are new characters being introduced, new storylines. It was new. Everything was new, you know? Um, yeah, I just remember that kind of excitement. Um, yeah,
2: that's what I remember of the first day for sure. I think that one of my first days uh, wasn't obviously at the line reading, but it was uh, to get wardrobe fitting. And that was the time where I was like, there was a couple of firsts for me. One, uh, Richard Dean Anderson was also getting a wardrobe fitting. In the yes. Wardrobe yeah. Next to me. So I just hear Richard <laughs> Dean Anderson for me, like growing up with MacGyver and stuff, uh, it was just like, okay, there's MacGyver's in the next change room. And then like, and then the, and then the board part of being like, uh, you don't have a cell phone? Because I was I was basically like a, 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 a deliberate Luddite for until I was 20. Yeah. All my friends around me had cell phones, at least like these flip <laughs> phones and stuff like that. And I purposely held out because I'm like, once I get a cell phone, I, you're, I'm going to be on it all the time. Exactly. So I'm going to wait. And then they said, you have to get a cell phone. Like they said, we need mm-hmm. to be able to contact you. And I'm like, okay, I'll get a cell phone. And so it was because of, yeah, like- Start. The, the the department telling me that, that's that's when I, I, I got my cell phone, uh, you know, addiction. Is it addiction now? Yeah. It's an appendage. Yeah. <laughs> James, uh, I think
0: it's an
1: appendage. Yeah. Yeah, it's an appendage now. James,
0: I got, I had, a, but we're going to wrap up here in like the next couple of minutes here. I wanted, we've talked about like applying it, uh, all this stuff, but what is it like finishing your day when your day is done in this, in this costume? How long does that take?
2: Uh, like actually getting out. Yeah getting out of makeup and getting out of costume was actually a lot quicker than getting in. Um, so it was anywhere from an hour to hour and a half, two hours sometimes to getting in. Um, but getting out could be done relatively quickly. I like they, they go pretty fast Um, there's like some hot towels always waiting and like this mm-hmm. kind of like hot towel microwave they got going. Yes. So, that you'd always just look forward to the hot towel that like, on your face. Like when it finally, like the the mask came off That that would take about like 30 ish minutes or so. Okay. I don't know. And how long would you say Andy to get out makeup? It was about.
1: Oh, for me it was way longer. It took me like uh, four to five hours to get in. And then it was two hours to get out because I think that I had more body paint than you did. Like, I always had my arms showing. I always had, like, mm, the girl. Yeah, <laughs> the, regardless the, of the species, all, oh, even I the race, it the, it the, women, the women, the <laughs> Roman take oh, oh. Yeah. No, the, I mean. Uh, it, yeah. So. It was, it, and you know, and then the costumes. Get out? Yeah. Yeah. And then I had, like, all the wigs and everything. But mm-hmm. I, I think for me, um, it was the body paint. Because body. you know how they. And they also. Were your masks pa- pre-painted?
2: do you Uh, remember yeah yeah some some.
1: mine weren't that every so mine went on clear like not clear but like that and they painted layer on layer on layer like with the little airbrushes so because mine were always i wouldn't say a different hue like I, like yeah. one, uh, the one in submersion, I was like more green and blue. Mm. Um, the one in allies and no man's land, I was more, uh, uh orangey. She was my favorite. <laughs> like she it. was beautiful. She, oh my gosh. In those shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I love those. That our wardrobe was amazing. Yeah. But, um, yeah,
2: it Did was. So usually... leg too? Sometimes you have to paint your legs?
1: No, my legs, always my arms. It was always, when the, the shoes were, I had these gorgeous pants and this big coat. Um, but in uh, no man's land, I'm sitting on the uh, throne and it, my arms are out. So I always, almost always had my arms had to be done. And the decotage is that how they say it? Um, and, and then my, you know, my face. So like I said, they painted, they um, spray painted or airbrushed it from nothing. Every wow. single time. So yeah. I think that's why I also would be shot out as quickly as possible. Like they would shoot, you know, like you were, you, a lot of times you had to sit around and wait for stuff. Um, they shot me out because they they knew they, you know, like, oh, we have to redo this entire thing tomorrow, you know, like paint from scratch, right? Wow. So it, it took a lot longer.
2: No, I think only, there was only the one character I played where I had to get like, uh I think it was the Defiant one as well yeah. where I had my yeah. showing. So yeah I, yeah, I think it did take longer to to get in and get out on that day. Um yeah. or the arm. Yeah, because it's just like it's just that much more paint. It's just that much more time. Yeah. for was sure. Was the
0: sand an irritant? Was the desert scene did, did that cause complications, the Defiant one?
2: Uh you know what? Big shout out to Peter Deloise. Yeah. He's the man. Uh like he was just like he had a separate tent like a, just a little a little tent with like air conditioning that he would put me in any chance because he knew with all the makeup and everything uh, that I was extra hot. But he, mm. he he was he was just like, let's do it again. You know, he he also was very energizing in the way he directs, you know, he's just a character, right? And then he's just like, how would you react if he did that to you, right? And he's just like, give me more of a scream, you know? It's just like, and so he was just like coach meets cheerleader meets director, you know, it was just like, it was uh, it was awesome having him uh, directing that episode, and so yeah, no matter like what with all the because it was a very physical episode too with all the the fighting, the the choreography for fighting as well. I mean, we had some great stunt men as well that took the big like at the at the end he gets blown up and they have to launch. I remember watching that. Oh yeah, had the catapult ready for <laughs> when they launched. the <laughs> man off that, and like that's a serious stunt. Like they send you flying. Um, but that's yeah, all I mean, right. All the knife work and stuff like that yeah. was stuff that I did. And the gunplay, I did all the gunplay as well. Um, I can't tell you how many times I was shot on that show. It was oh. like, I was basically I like, I was like Kenny like, from South Park. It's just like, they kill me again. I come back again. You know, it's just like, but <laughs> I got squibbed up and shot so many times. I had so many, so many times I had like black blood, right. just like my costume or, yeah. or like, everywhere. And I was just like, okay, yeah, this is a, uh, it, but I loved getting scribbed up and getting shot. That was some of the like the funnest scenes for me. I was like, I loved reacting, reacting to gunshots and stuff. I was just like. I was like, I'm, I think I'm a pretty good gunshot, like getting shot actor. Like That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's your
1: special skills. That's you had it on skill, your, yeah. it's your special skill. I take bullets well. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I was on the harness. I, I, one episode I was like jumping up like one or two, like uh, one story, like like 12 feet in the air. And I mean, I got so much, so much stunt experience on that, on that show that yeah. it, was like, yeah, it was like, it was a course in in, 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 in stunts as well. It was, wow. it was great. Yeah.
0: Guys, it has been such. Sorry, no. After you, it's been such a, a treat having you on. Um, you know, the, the Amazon, MGM—they're dealing with everything right now with with SAG and and um, WGA. At some point, uh, they're going to figure out what they want to do with Stargate. Um, James, are you at a diff- I may have asked you this before. I, I can't recall. Are you at a different point in your life now, where? Uh, were Atlantis to conclude in some way, given MGM and Amazon's blessing, would you come back and and re- reprise for a um, an
2: encore? I would. I would totally would. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, I mean, like I I actually was up for a role on Star Trek Discovery, uh, which would play the father of Doug. Um, he plays the commander.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Saru. Hmm. Doug Jones. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was, I was, I was at a rut for a role to play his father, which was an alien character with a lot of aesthetics. Yeah. Very interesting looking alien. And, uh, and I was, I was stoked for that possibility. Uh, I mean, like, I, yeah, I mean, like I feel like I've, I mean, I was a kid back then. Like I was like mid early twenties, like 25, 26 when I did that role. So I was just still discovering who I was. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like I bring a lot more groundedness and just like life experience to, to the role now, which would I think only make it even better. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm just like, I would would open, openly welcome that with open arms. Yeah. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm writing as well. I'm writing my own like sci-fi meets like comedy, uh, screenplay that I hope to get out there, uh, before long, but yeah, I'm, I'm open to any opportunities that come as far as the Stargate universe. Andy,
1: No, same. Absolutely the same. It was great. And I also feel like um, even just watching the progression of the prosthetics from season one to season five, um, I know they got more and more comfortable. Like it, it would be a different experience playing that character now. I'd probably be in a jumpsuit with green dots all over me. Right. You know, like I wouldn't even have those teeth in at all. You know, <laughs> like... You guys but I, science experiments.
0: Every every episode is like, okay, we're going to try this now, okay? Yeah. Oh,
1: but at the same time, it was kind of like what James said. It, was, it wasn't a big leap to be that character. Like, you just looked at yourself and you were there. You know, you were in that moment. And uh, some other characters you play, you had to, you know have your backstory and all of this to kind of get ground yourself into that character. You just took one look at your own face and you were like, here I am, you know? Um, wow. So wearing the prosthetics made it, uh, as James had said, it made it so much easier to be present and to be in that character. So, um, so yeah, I wouldn't necessarily love it if it was done in a suit, but, uh, but that's probably the way it's going now, but I would love to to do another episode or another you know, get back in the costume.
2: <laughs> yeah, you you mentioned David this is in the hands now, I guess, of of Amazon Prime and and mm-hmm. uh and so yeah, it's like I'm a, I, I did one episode of the Expanse, which ended up moving over to Amazon mm-hmm. and I played a, a belter in the expanse, which is it's human, but it's you know a human that's born in space and elongated because of the gravity out in deep space and stuff like that. So I feel like um yeah, I feel like I'm 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 I it just these kind of roles get attracted to me or I attract, I, you know, like as far as like alien type Mm -hmm. of characters, um, maybe just because, um, I'm
0: weird. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're comfortable. You're comfortable with exploring yourself in different, um, in different Mm -hmm. ways from, you know, more grounded roles, more earthbound Mm -hmm. roles. So there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think it makes you, I think it makes you, I think it makes you flexible. So I
2: guess as an artist, yeah, no, I, 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 I try to, I, I, do my yoga, so I try to be flexible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't really we all? Try that.
2: I really should, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we, should, we should get it. We should do like a, a class, a yoga class for some of the fans here. Andy. Yes.
1: <laughs> That would be oh kind my of gosh! Fun. I would totally teach that class. <laughs> if you're serious, we may like, have to do something. So. Oh my gosh, that would be so funny! I would love to do that. Okay. That would be great. We'll
0: talk. We'll we'll see who. Okay, interested in we'll that. do it, guys. This has been a treat to have you both on together. Um, you're two of my favorites uh, of Yay! of all of the cast, and and thank you so, so much, much for good. for coming on and and spending some time with me. So. Um, Thank
2: you so much, David. You are such a sweetheart. I mean, like, you're just like a big teddy bear. I want to hug you. Uh, whenever are you, when, where are you located? Nashville, Tennessee. We're in Nashville, eh? I am. Oh, they're making the, the new uh, Volkswagen ID4 electric cars there. I was just looking, looking into getting one of those, and, and I understand that the new plant is uh, in Nashville. Um okay. You ever come up this way to Toronto? Because now you've got a few of us here in Toronto. I do. I,
0: I I have intentions of coming up to Toronto in the next uh, year, year and a half here. So I will definitely hit you up.
2: Yeah, hit us up. Yeah. there's That would cool be awesome. Absolutely, cool guys. Festivals. It's you, been you such like... a pleasure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I
1: and will. thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Thanks to all the fans for watching. You know, this is like. Yes.
1: Live. Keeping feel- it alive
2: just to like get connected and stuff. And uh, and yeah, I mean, like I'm excited to be on Cameo again. Like I, yes. I saw your profile on, on, on Cameo, Andy, and I was just like, oh, that's so cool. Like, and then I, I started realizing, oh, I'm like the only one not on there. <laughs> maybe I should get on there. Uh, so then, yeah, I I, I decided to join. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like hopefully once all these strikes are done and in, yes. in, in good time, we can get back to like doing the things uh, we love. and yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah, in the meantime, I'm writing a little something, folks. So Well, keep I, us I, in the loop, James. I'd yeah, like to talk yeah. about
0: it further when you wanna when you can uh push I'll, it a little I'll, bit further. It's, so it's,
2: when it's closer when it's further along, I'll be happy to talk about it. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. And in the meantime, yeah, everyone okay. click the de- look in the description below for uh James and Andy's links to Cameo. So thank you guys.
1: Thank Thanks, you. Guys.
0: Thanks,
2: David. Bye bye.
0: I'm gonna wrap up the show on this end. Bye. Bye bye. Andy Frizzell and James Lafazanos, the Wraith in Stargate Atlantis. This was a treat. This was cool. And uh, I, I can't thank them both enough, and I can't thank um, uh, my team uh, enough for making this episode possible. Jeremy, Anthony, and Tracy, you guys are the best, and thank you to everyone who submitted questions. So we've got a number of episodes heading your way. Got a few new confirmations on DialTheGate.com, so if you want to look over there to see what's coming down the pipe, really excited about some of this stuff. And my thanks to Frederick Marcou, my moderator, who, or excuse me, my uh, webmaster who keeps the the site up and running, and Linda Gate gabber few Fury as well at Maria Joseph Anserez David comment for you the coziest chat on the internet and the coolest thanks David for all your interviews. You are welcome. Uh, we will be sharing a few more heading your way really soon. My name is David Reed for dial the Gate. I appreciate everyone tuning in and we will see you on the other side dial the gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner, co-produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acree. Animations by Bryce Orrs. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith Homel, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes at dialthegate.com.